0: want to subscribe to your shit where do i find it well every fucking social media has the same link click it
1: like <laughs> they, they they shouldn't have removed the bullet they should have just let you die so you don't reproduce
0: Fuck. welcome to shop talk uh, i'm the host jay from blue collar voice uh, i'm here with evan kale pawn man
1: thank you for having me
0: No problem. Thanks for coming. Um, So, Evan, I've been following your journey uh, for a little while now, and I finally worked the courage to invite you to the show. Um, So, just a little bit of backstory from what I know. Correct me if I'm missing anything. Um, You're an author, first Mm -hmm. of all. Um, I think you have four books?
1: That's right. Yeah, I just released my fourth book uh, a couple months ago.
0: Okay, perfect. Um, and as well as that, you you own your own pawn shop, right?
1: Well, it's a gold and silver business. Uh, I go by Pawn Man because when I started making videos and they started taking off, uh, people just started calling me that. And I was like, oh, that's catchy. I'm going to run with that. But no, in truth, I don't have a pawn license, and I never will. I have no interest in having one. It's a totally different animal. Frankly, it makes running a business harder. There's more constraints. The insurance is different. The The caliber of people you're dealing with are a little bit different you got to buy anything that's put in front of you you have to deal in guns i don't want to sell guns
0: uh, oh it's like mandatory eh yeah yeah with, no uh, there's a
1: lot of regulation involved with owning and operating a pawn shop versus what i do is more wild west i mean there are still laws to follow uh example minnesota precious metal laws uh, you got to hold stuff for two weeks oh but uh i don't have to register everything with the police the way a pawn shop does
0: Okay. Okay. See, I, I thought you were i thought you were a pawn shop, but gold and silver, I mean, that kind of, you know, you don't have to get into all that crazy, weird shit that people normally take to a pawn shop like the old car stereos and record players, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. No. And the only reason I traffic in the stuff like this, and I'm basically kind of like a pawn shop, I just don't do pawn loans or guns, is uh, the guy, I started out apprenticing for someone else, and he was strictly gold, silver, coins, currency. And then one Welcome. day, maybe about two, not even two months, maybe like a month after I started working for him sketchy kid comes in with a bag of used cell phones and he's i was like uh I'll give you five bucks okay okay <laughs> and i flipped him on ebay for 25 bucks and when i bought him uh the guy i worked for had a had a nasty nasty girlfriend she's like to pick fights with me she's like why did you buy that you just wasted money and then i flipped them. you know an hour later i was like actually i made you 20 bucks bitch you're welcome <laughs> so. Uh, after that, when I when I it was exciting to be able to just buy something random, take a chance on it, and flip it that fast, and I, it got me thinking. Well, hey, people are walking in; they think we're a pawn shop. We may as well buy whatever if I can make money on it.
0: Yeah, and then sure.
1: that just turned into you know everything that I'm doing now.
0: Okay, so so how long were you in the gold and silver game before you decided to step out onto your own?
1: Uh, only about eighteen months.
0: Eighteen months. Wow.
1: Yeah. I'll make a long story short, the people I was working for kind of tried to shake me down and force me to buy the business that they owned, and they wanted they wanted like a ridiculous price. And they were just completely can I swear on this podcast? I didn't ask. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they stressful. were they were rat fucking me, like fist fucking me <laughs> with an iron gauntlet on or iron glove. And and it was like, oh no, 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 no. I've done nothing but work hard for you. If you're gonna kick me to the curb, I'm gonna become a bad dream. And I did. I opened up my store less than a mile from them, and it's uh Oh, I'm doing wow. better there. I'll tell you that much.
0: No, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Um, mm-hmm. I- I'm addicted to to your YouTube series. I'm gonna call it a series because it's basically what it is.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, that's what I'm, I'm going for. I want it to be as close to a television show as I can humanly make on my own with my very, very, very limited budget.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes though, it's it's that style of show that is more catchy than like the fake-looking fucking Hollywood shit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I mean I
1: like I don't get me wrong I like watching pawn stars. I learn something every time I watch it. It is very entertaining television, but it is so goddamn scripted and it it I think massively takes away from the show cuz there's no reason to fake an industry that's already interesting. Why do you want to script something that doesn't need it?
0: Yeah. No, I know and and it's like pawn stars and there's that other one Hardcore Pawn. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, I haven't seen that one. Hardcore Pawn, you should watch it. It's comedic. Okay. Like it is it is uh, it's bad. Um So anyways,
1: I I mean, that's the shit that I deal with. I like it when when somebody comes in here and they smell like shit and they're they're trying to traffic the crap they picked up off the ground.
0: Oh, fuck. That's great. Um, So uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking?
1: I'm 32. Say my uh, uh, my neighbors are doing contracting uh, for some reason. Eight o'clock at night is a good time to put shit in your wall so if there's background noise that's what's going on i, I
0: can't really hear it so i think okay good in.
1: good good yeah they started i you know sitting here late tonight because i stayed late on my store to it's like, well yeah. i meet up with them at eight i'll just i'll stay here and work and then they, i see them hauling all this crap
0: in it's like Uh-oh. oh you had to
1: pick tonight didn't you
0: <laughs> oh so it's eight o'clock for you right yeah yeah and um your your store is located in the u.s which state are you in
1: i'm in minnesota uh,
0: minnesota for whatever
1: reason everybody thinks i'm in canada
0: i i thought you were canadian and then i'm like yeah
1: i mean hey i'm far north i'm close i i
0: to be honest uh, okay what gave it away for me like until after i did research on you um the episode i saw where you had a gun on your hip i'm like he's not canadian
1: no 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 yeah (laughs) in the streets of minneapolis pawn man strapped
0: yeah no you know what and uh i i love it i love it um so, I am guilty. I haven't read your books yet. I didn't know you were an author until literally half an hour ago.
1: Most of my followers haven't. I don't sell a whole lot of copies. I'll
0: yeah. i um, So, to my viewers, um, I'm going to post links to his link tree in, my, in the description of this video and the podcast. Uh, we'll see if we can get some book sales up. Um, so, I got to ask. How, like... You can't just jump out of one business and and start a business that is as lucrative. Like how how did you get the ball rolling in eighteen months? Well, the,
1: hey, this wasn't easy, and I'm uh, I'm having problems right now. One year in, um, I don't think I'm gonna go under anything. Frankly, I'm too big to fail. Knock on wood. But what happened was, like I said, I was working for these people and. Everything was going really well. And like then I started with the pawn man videos and the old guy that I work for his girl, he's seventy-four at death's door and she's sixty and you know, like comedically shaking him down, trying to get in his will and get everything. Oh wow! Uh, so I think I think she thought like, oh, I gotta milk this for all it's worth and get this business sold so that I can run off into the sunset. <laughs> so uh, I started making. What happened was I started making YouTube videos on accident because I was making YouTube content before Pawn Man, and it wasn't. You know, fucking, I've been on YouTube for years and years, and nobody has gave a fuck about the shit that I put out. So you know, it's like okay, well, I'm throwing whatever to a wall, <laughs> to see if it sticks. I'd make all kinds of different videos and. One day, you know, I'd get the question, because I didn't have, like, a huge following on YouTube. I had, you know, maybe 1,500 subscribers. And one day I got the question, hey, what uh, what do you do for work? I thought, okay, well, the old man and his girlfriend Sunday would go to the cabin and leave me in charge. I'd basically either be alone in the store or one of their friends who's an antique, antiques expert would come and help out. But, you know, we kind of do our own thing. I'd be basically running the ship. So uh, early on in the summer of 2020, they go to their cabin, and I think, you know, I'm going to make a YouTube video. It'll be like a day in the life of, and this ended up being the first episode of Pawn Man. And fast forward three months later, like, I clearly realized that I had caught something, finally, that I had something really good, just based on the engagement, and suddenly people are watching my channel. And I thought to myself, well, I can't, I can't tell them about it because this this crazy bitch has been jumping down my throat about everything. She just wants to pick fights with me because she's nuts, and she's gonna go berserk if she finds out I've been bringing a camera. And here on top of that, they run their business old fashioned. You know, the people who buy gold are very private. So I was in my head worried, like, hey, if I start filming myself doing deals, am I going to blow deals? Like, you know, whipping out a camera yeah. is that going to piss people off? That's why I don't show anyone because I don't want to fuck up any deals yet. That's why the camera's always on. Me. Right. But so, no, like I can see that this is clearly a great idea and there's a lot of potential. I also that summer or no, I'm sorry, the summer before, uh, right before the pandemic, I visited the Pawn Stars store and I noticed like, God damn, they have a line out the door. They're a tourist attraction. That's what I should do in Minnesota somehow. Uh, I also that fall, like just before the pandemic started, I went to New York City to visit some friends because I go out there kind of a lot. I, I love going to New York and I met up with Stackin NYC. Where is he? Tommy Haynes. Okay. Tremendous character. What a guy. And he had me, you know, I messaged him before. I was like, hey, I see what you do. You're successful. I'd like to buy you a drink, maybe chat with you. And he said, I'll do you one better. Come to my apartment. You can watch my operation and watch me work and watching him do his do on social media, it was like, well, this is how you run a business. Fuck, fuck the old way. So I went back to Minnesota thinking and then, you know, start with the YouTube videos. And then I told them about it at their cabin, uh, October of 2020. You know, they invited me up. And this was where they tell me that they want, they want to start looking at me to take over and buy the business. And it's like, you guys picked me up off the street a year and a half ago. You know, I don't <laughs> come from money. Uh, I didn't, I was so poor. I didn't have a car when I started working for them. You know they were paying me but they weren't paying me like an arm and a leg certainly not enough to buy this big business and suddenly they want me to buy it and this is when i told them about pawn man and the old man loved it and she of course hated it and so she wanted to shut it down and i was like well i'll just translate it to sales i'll make i'll start making tech talks i'll make videos about product i'll see if i can sell product that way maybe that'll chill her out once i start rolling in money and boom the thing just explodes uh, within three months, I was doing more business on social media than their storefront was, their established wow. storefront, and this just pissed her off even more. Because now we get this little man syndrome going. So, uh, long story short, she put me under a lot of duress, and and it was six months of agony. Uh, I was at the end of it, just having like a full on mental health crisis because they were straight up shaking me down, like trying to force me to buy this business, and it's just like. God damn! you guys ruined a beautiful thing here. But guess what? I'm going to take what I built, it's mine, and I'm going to go open up my own store. So I quit in March, and I mean, this is, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, yep. the Spite store. Oh, and yeah, okay, okay. This is a Spite store. I thought about that this morning. I didn't even think about that when I opened this place up. But this is actually a Spite store because within three weeks, I quit and opened this place up. Uh, I got all my licenses. I got two of my TikTok followers to give me small loans. I got U.S. Bank to give me a $30,000 loan. I liquidated all my cryptocurrency, all my savings. You know, I opened this place up on about 80K. And it was a magic trick to be able to do that that fast. But I was, and I just kind of hit the ground running.
0: And how long have you been in that location now?
1: Uh, One year here in April. So we just passed our one year anniversary. So
0: you pulled that off mid-pandemic. Yes. That's impressive, man. Thank you. Now, here's where I fucked
1: up. Um, one thing I did that was a big mistake was I want I didn't want to have a bare store. You know, like I wanted shit to be in here. So I spent like $10,000 on antiques and other stuff that, you know, I still got about 65% of it. And I needed that working capital money. That was a mistake. Um, I also, I did not have a business plan and I've never opened a business up before. I thought, well, I've done this for a year and a half. I'm smart. I'll figure it out. <laughs> and there's some things that have gone awry that I wish I had had a plan for. In fact, I'm in a little bit of a situation right now. Uh, my working capital is very low. Um, I have paid. I've got like very few debt. On, I've got very little debt on this business. I just. I got 22k left in my US bank loan. That's it. I paid back my followers. I have over 100k in inventory. The business is already profitable. Wow. But goddamn, I am fucking running low on money because uh, <laughs> it's just it's it's. Hard to do this when you got five ten thousand dollar deals walking in the door and you're operating on ten thousand dollars, especially when you, you know, so get Um but that said, you know, the followership continues to grow. Uh five about five percent of the people that follow me are actively buying from me. So, you know, I, I joke that I'm like a Hydra because every time something bad happens to me, I just make a video about it and then I pick up more followers and like for example, I got burned on a bad chain this past summer for a thousand bucks. I made a TikTok about getting burned that got a million views. Uh, that was totally worth a thousand dollars.
0: That was that gold chain, right? That you didn't you yes. didn't file. So that's yes. the video that actually got me hooked on you.
1: See, and here I am on yeah. this doing this. That was worth a thousand bucks. Uh yeah. actually it was a lot more. Now, I'm not saying I want to get ripped, ripped off all the time because I so, just had a so guy to front a bad what
0: chain. happened to the to the big ugly gold chain?
1: uh there was some gold on and i think i got 150 bucks for it so okay. it was an 850 loss but you know again worth its weight in gold pun intended for the content
0: yeah for sure for sure um so you kind of answered my next question there is like um my thought my question was is you have to carry inventory and that's just expensive so you basically answered like how you're doing with that and uh like is there nights where you like have trouble falling asleep because you're like, um, yes. shit? Yes. Uh,
1: I, I just, you can say I just spit on myself because like, yeah, I just actually had probably the most stressful three days of my life this past weekend uh, owning this business. Um, I went on vacation last week and I intentionally fucked off and, you know, just checked out. And some money that I, I was counting on two loans uh, for my TikTok followers. And they both declined to extend. I've done two rounds with them. I paid them back. So they, they've each made like four or five grand off of their, they've like, yeah, on the ten thousand they've lent me, they've almost doubled uh, the value of what or, or they made. They made about four thousand dollars off of me each of them for ten grand over a year. That's pretty good. It's a forty percent, fucking three thirty percent return. Fifteen uh, percent is what I've done. But they don't want to do it again because of inflation, and they didn't right. tell me until like like on, I'm on my vacation. So like I found out because I was expecting them, you know, check clears, pay them back, and I, thought, I was expecting them to do another round with me. And they didn't, and it's like, oh, oh, shit, oh, shit, I don't have any money to operate. So I've, uh, yeah, like, I almost had a panic attack when I found out. It was, like, the last day of my trip. Um, and, you know, just fucking, I remember when the plane was taking off, like, you know, if it crashes, at least like, get off <laughs> I get out the shit, have to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so so no, I, I spent the whole weekend here working like a slave. That's why I didn't have any qualms staying here till 8 o'clock tonight to keep working. And I've uh, kind of dug myself out of it a little bit, but... Right. um yeah, shit.
0: So being- when, when you say working, you don't, like, some some viewers might think that that just means, like, standing behind a counter. But, like, Evan, you mean, like, posting on eBay. You mean making ads, like, listing everything. each it's item everything. and descriptions.
1: It's, it's making TikToks. It's taking pic- pictures on Instagram and posts. It's messaging people on Discord. It's calling customers. It's dealing with my storefront. People walking in. It's listing shit on eBay. You know what's so hard about the way that I run this business is I'm doing three things at once, and I can't neglect on any of them because it's like juggling. If I drop one ball, I drop yep. them all. Uh, I got to make TikToks every day. I have to, because um, otherwise, it, it my my growth stops, and that's what's fueling this business is the social media growth.
0: Wow, eh? So, so but you so know, when and, do you uh,
1: sleep? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> uh, here and there, they say. Nice. Nice. No, that that's 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 wicked. Um, so, what did you do before? Like, nobody wakes up and says, "Hey, I'm going to go work at a gold and silver place." So, like, what was your career before you got into this?
1: I spent my twenties trying to be a writer. It was the hill that I died on. Um, I first wanted to be a screenwriter. I got pretty damn close to breaking into Los Angeles, breaking into Hollywood. I had a talent manager at like a reputable talent management company for for entertainment uh, but the guy turned out to be a coke addict bozo <laughs> so that after four or Sounds five years like of this writing screenplays on my own time working uh in restaurants and as an uber driver uh it it became apparent to me it was a dead end it was never gonna happen and so then i tried to pivot to books while i was an uber driver that was when i started keeping a diary and i wrote two books about being an uber driver they're true stories But it's really hard to succeed as a writer when nobody reads. So, you know, I published two books, and then I got out of Uber because it was soul-crushing and terrible and hard to make money. And then I started working again in restaurants and kept writing. I wrote uh, my two Nazi hunter novels. But, you know, I turned 30, and the whole starving artist thing was losing its cute factor. And it's like my friends are getting married and buying houses and – accumulating wealth, and I rent, and I make shit for money, and and, I stay up all night smoking pot writing, and it's not not attractive anymore. So around this time, I got a tip from my dad. Uh, This was in spring of 2019, so three years ago, that there was an old guy that he'd done business with who was looking for a young person, desperate. And I, I hesitantly called him up. I was like, well, oh, come on, the gold business? What, I'm, like, I'm going to be with these doomsday preppers all day? No, this is silly. But then, you know, I kind of started being like, I fucking hate being a waiter. It's demeaning. It's, it's hard. It's a bad way. I can't do this forever. I'm getting older. It's like I can feel my body breaking down at night. Um, so I called this guy up, and I begged him for an opportunity. And he reluctantly hired me. The girlfriend didn't want to hire me and i i looked around in a store he hi- hired me part time at first so the summer of 2019 i would work for him in the morning and then hop on an electric scooter cuz i didn't own a car i would just you know rent one on my phone and then go to the restaurant and work all night so i was working like 12 hour days the whole summer and it was just killing me um but i was immediately effective in his business cuz it's like motherfucker well, fucker you're not on the internet are you out of your mind so i digitized them on ebay and I mean, the guy's store—it was like a trapped in nineteen eighty and be like a like a hoarder's wet dream, just shit <laughs> yeah. So steadily, you know, I'm listing and selling and listing and selling, and like I'm keeping track of it. And it's like I'm doing nothing but making this guy money. Like I am really like having a significant impact in his business. I uh, took me on full time. All was going well for a year, and like I said, you know, then I started secretly making pawn man and shit at the fan.
0: So. If someone like Netflix approached you and said, hey, let's make yes. a series, 100%, eh? <laughs> that's been my goal.
1: Um, and it was because of what I saw or what I witnessed when I was at the Pawn Stars store was like, no, this is how you get rich in this business. The gold is the information. The yep. actual goal is secondary. And, you know, we are in the age of information. Um, like I said, anything and everything that happens here is content. Everything that's put in front of me is content. It's something I can make a video about. Which turns into other things, which turns in one way or another into revenue. Right. So no, I want a TV deal. Um, that has been my my goal since day one. Is is get a network behind me? Because frankly, once you get a TV deal, like you're, nope, I'm not gonna go out of business once I get a TV deal. Uh, even if the show goes under, I'll still be a a, a tourist attraction.
0: Right. Sorry, my sc- screen just did some weird shit. We're good. You can still hear me, okay? Yeah, I can still hear you. Perfect brief intermission <laughs> okay so um a tv deal would be cool i mean and uh you know if it pops off and i can say hey i interviewed that guy on my little podcast and then yeah um what's the coolest thing you've ever purchased i guess because it's only gold and coins and stuff right
1: uh, well, no, it's every, it's, I now. so when, you know, as I, like I said, when I started working for him early on, uh, it's like, well, let's expand beyond gold and coins. Let's do anything and everything if there's pro- a profit to be made, especially once they had the camera in front of me. So right. the coolest thing that I've ever purchased was Fidel Castro's business card. Uh, I paid $75 for it. Uh, the lady had the story about how her father, I think, was a journalist. There's a group of journalists in the 1970s. They were invited To Cuba, to meet Castro, a very select group. And, you know, it's like, oh, God, I I can't verify if This is real. 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 75. We met in the middle. Cool. Well, then I sat down afterward. I did a little research. And another journalist from this group had, you know, the same example. Uh, It came with an empty cigar box. And, you know, the business card (laughs) said, Fidel Castro, president. Like, you know, no info, no contact. You've heard of me. Uh, another group, another journalist from this group was on Antiques Roadshow with the same business card. His, he had a full box of cigars, but they valued it at like $3,000. And I was like, oh, oh shit. shit. Uh, wow. I did end up selling that when I opened this place up, I liquidated a lot of stuff that I had. Um, so I got $850 on it.
0: And you paid 75
1: 75 yeah. $75 in, $850, yeah, Not bad.
0: What's, uh, what's, what's your purchase that you regret the most aside from that gold chain?
1: Uh, sports cards. Uh, when I first opened the store up last year, I was, uh, I think, I was, yeah, that's when I created my remote deals program, which is one of my most successful things that I do. People mail me stuff. So I got days where nobody walks in here, but I'm still buying and doing business because I have packages coming in. Right. So somebody mailed me a big box of sports cards. Uh, and I don't know shit about sports. I don't like sports. I grew up an only child. I never played sports. Well, I did Taekwondo, and I still do. Um, but, you know, that's, that's my own thing. It's not a team sport. Uh, so how much do you want? 400 bucks? Oh, big fucking box. seems reasonable. Okay. I think I got 40 bucks in the box. It was a massive loss, and it left such a bad taste in my mouth that I don't do sports cards. Uh, I also bought uh, four or five prints, like lithograph prints. Uh, pull off. With- is his name he's swedish he does i mean scandinavian he does like americana like western stuff and and uh i've got one of his prints here of these like cherokee riders on horseback with rifles um here at my store because the other four prints yeah, i paid 500 of, i paid 500 dollars for all the prints and i got I, think I got 200 for four of them and it was like well i'll just keep the other one and write it off because at this point <laughs> i lose yeah so i don't deal in art now as a result of that
0: art art and cards are hard um Are you ever going to get into Pokemon cards? No, I do do Pokemon cards.
1: And it's hit or miss. I either do very well on them or, like, right now I'm stuck holding the bag. $1,000 worth of Pokemon cards I haven't uh, sold yet. Um, I've discovered it's a patience game uh, with Pokemon cards. I put it up on my eBay store. buy it now, you know, X price, and eventually it sells. It might take a year, but eventually I get my money. So, no, Pokemon I've done okay on. Nice. Uh Yu-Gi-Oh! gets offered to me. I haven't really done much with that. I actually did used to watch Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. A but long to, time ago. Never played the card game. And yeah. uh Magic the Gathering, I used to play as a kid. I don't play anymore. Um I haven't bought any Magic cards yet. I I would if the price was right, because I do kind of know a little bit about them. But yeah, so sports cards no way.
0: In your industry, I guess aside from staying busy doing everything you do, you have to constantly be doing research.
1: Well, now I have researchers. Um, I mean, yes, I'm learning every day. Stuff gets put in front of me every day. I got to research it in front of me, see if I can buy it, what the price is, what I can reasonably pay. But, yeah, thanks to my social media following, I now have uh, a team of of basically volunteer researchers that that just like my content and are bored. They want to help me out.
0: That's cool. That's, that's um, cool. I do have
1: I do have one head researcher I do have a contract with him I am paying him because like I dump a ridiculous amount of stuff on him to do and he's uh, frankly my researcher wrangler he's like in charge of all the researchers because like I am so I'm just so freaking busy it's crazy that that uh, you know like I barely on my own Discord because I just don't have time um, I'm stretched yeah. thin I got to run this business traditionally and I got to keep making content and keep pumping stuff out and and it never stops it can't.
0: Well yeah like you're you're pumping out a ton of content and and like across all platforms too and mm-hmm. uh, running the store you know posting mm-hmm. on eBay and I'm like where the hell does this guy find the fucking time because like I work a full time job and yeah. then I, I'm like I have three you know three videos I got to edit and I'm like yeah not today.
1: Like, <laughs> oh, thank God, I have uh, I have Patreons. I have an editor too, because like YouTube would have had to shut down uh, if if I had not created Patreon and hired an editor. Because I mean, those the the Pawn Man episodes on YouTube took me, oh my God, a solid two days of work between filming and editing.
0: Okay.
1: So thank so, God so you done. you do
0: plan to keep that going then that series
1: right? Yeah, it's my golden goose. I mean, that's how I think I'm going to get a TV deal. It's only a matter of time before someone discovers me because like it's I don't get a ton of views on YouTube yet. It's starting to pick up. Yeah. Uh, somebody with like a million and a half subscribers just followed me. Uh, so it's like okay, well they, hey the word's getting out to the bigger people. If one of these people just gives me a shout out. Maybe hey that'll that'll do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, right, that that would be cool to see, man. Um, so you you're also, I think I said it was a black belt in karate,
1: taekwondo. I am a third taekwondo. degree black belt, and I am a first degree black belt in kumdo, which is Korean sword fighting.
0: Korean sword fighting.
1: It's very similar to the Japanese style. Um, in fact, it's almost so far as, well, they neither school thought would like this, but I would go so far as to call it tomato tomato.
0: And you you have schooling in um you, you did you now did you live in Japan or you like studied?
1: I've never even fucking went there. What a mistake that was. No, I majored no? in um I majored in Japanese studies at Minnesota. I'm not very good at it anymore because I like never practice it. But okay. what I wanted to do it, this ties back to the screenwriting was because I grew up around anime. I wanted to be the guy that Hollywood called when they wanted to adapt the Japanese cartoon, because I thought that was going to be the next big thing. And it kind of was for... I mean, it kind of seems like it's starting to take off a little bit. Yeah. Um,
0: but hey, that was... uh,
1: I was taking a lot of Adderall back then, so... <laughs> <laughs> well... That, that speaks for itself.
0: Let me tell you, okay, so like, if someone wanted to research you, it's very hard to find information. So, like, I and, and as... Like, what I do, whenever I, I go to interview somebody, I always like to have a little bit of info, and I'm, like, creeping your Patreon, your Instagram, your YouTube, anything that has an info on you, because, like, you should just sign up with Wikipedia, man. That's how half these people get, uh, get noticed.
1: That is, I, I thought had a page about you. Can you hear
0: me? Yeah, there. Okay, you cut out for a second.
1: Yeah, I said, I thought somebody had to make a page about you
0: so so wikipedia um basically you 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 reach out to them with all your info and everything, and then they put it together for you oh and that's I how because be that. if you google somebody's name, Wikipedia is the one that comes up that is like verified person right, and I mean you're on enough platforms with enough following where you could qualify to be on wikipedia hmm.
1: I, so would think, I, mean, think I can't about. get uh, I can't get instagram or or TikTok to verify me, and there's oh, fuck, literally dude. a dozen yeah. news stories about me. I,
0: I've I've almost given up on TikTok with the amount I've been banned just for stupid shit. <laughs> but, well, that, uh, happens,
1: that happens to me too.
0: Yeah, I you know what? I I love YouTube. I, I'm I'm YouTube at heart. TikTok's great to get like quick follows, interactions, but it's quick, right? You know, yeah, I've always it's, said like
1: no attention span. It's hard. I it. mean, there the the youtube my youtube subscribers are better followers to me than my tiktok ones just because are. like the nature of the beast of tiktok it's about short attention spans it is so hard for me to get my my tiktok audience of 200 000 now to jump over to youtube yep um yeah and what sucks is youtube you know this is part of my business strategy here is getting enough revenue coming off of youtube to offset my costs of my operation you know i wanted to just first pay for my rent and then pay for my employees yeah um because YouTube pays you fairly, they really do. TikTok does not.
0: No, no, I don't have like I think I'm at up to close to fourteen five for followers, and every time I make a post trying to get people to go to in, or Instagram or, or YouTube, it's shadow banned. It's like three views. You know, you know TikTok is keeping I have, it weighed down. I have a little
1: over twelve thousand subscribers on YouTube. I'm making about fifteen dollars a day on it. I have 200000 just crossed today on TikTok, and I make about a dollar a day.
0: That's a creator fund. Mm-hmm. See, we don't have the creator fund. A dollar a day?
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Brad uh, Brad Goss told me you guys don't have the yeah, creator fund. Yeah, we don't have
0: the creator fund. So if we want to monetize TikTok, we have to rely on external links. And now with their new fucking bullshit, they're like, yeah, we're not pushing external links anymore. So any post you make where I say, like, hey— Click the link in my bio. Boom. Shadow banned. Hmm. Funny. So yeah. And our gifts like TikTok gifts are a fucking rip off. They take 65%. Like it's. Crazy.
1: Yeah. I bought I bought one again on Brad, Brad Gossby has. He's like, Hey, look, if they kick you off, you can sue them because you have entered into a contract with them by giving them money. Oh, oh really? Oh, that's a good point, Brad. Yeah. Brad's a shit.
0: Okay. That's good stuff. Um, if if you had the opportunity to do anything other than what you're doing now, would you take it? No.
1: Um, I'm actually – I don't want to get into it because it's a long, silly, stupid story. I'm still a registered candidate for Congress in Minnesota because, again, I don't want to get into it. Just You can, can check my comedy page about how there's like an can, inventing – Can, can we get into that? <laughs> a, again, long story short, there's an inventing and a scam artist out there who's like doing this in the political world. He's run through – Six campaign—he's a Canadian, and he's run through six campaigns in America, misappropriating funds and scamming people and just, like, fucking people over. And I was his first victim. He talked me into running for office. So my name's still on the ballot. Uh, And if for whatever fluke reason I win, I'll probably turn it down because I want to keep this life. This is great what I do here. Uh, No, I can't. I'm glad that this happened. This happened on an accident and I because I had a very, very, very hard 20s. My life was very fucking difficult. Um, and I think now, would I have done it all over again to end up where I am? Absolutely. Because it paid off. It really did.
0: Yeah. Don't, like, I, you know what, every day when I, when I talk to people and uh, they're like, you know, you should have jumped on YouTube when Vine was popular.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I wish, I guess I wish I had started making YouTube videos earlier. Um, although, it, you know, again, I, I wouldn't be here now if I'd done things the way, that way, Then something. I Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's crazy. Um drawing a blank here tell me um y- are you you married any kids anything nope. like that
1: nope i don't believe in marriage
0: you don't believe in marriage
1: yeah um i do have a girlfriend um I does don't- she know
0: you don't believe in marriage oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I, marriage, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that'd probably make for some awkward dinner uh, conversation the two of us burned bibles together ah perfect there you go um
1: no i uh i have a complicated view on sexuality and all that i'm bisexual i actually came out as gay and then when i was like 26 i started seeing women and i kind of i didn't lose interest in men but i like don't see them and i definitely don't like dating, uh, dating women that they're fun
0: yeah okay. yeah
1: yeah, so it's it's a bit different, but like I said, like I don't believe in uh marriage and I can't ever see myself getting married. I would have kids, but not right now. I
0: no, I just man, this is my young. focus
1: right now. I got all my effort and energy here.
0: Okay, like you look like you belong in front of a camera. You have kids and you're going to have this shit, right? <laughs> 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 Let me tell you. <laughs> well, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, that's not, uh, No, man, it's good. I get- and, and, I love, I love your intro, like when I'm scrolling TikTok, and it's like, pawn man talking, and I'm like, fuck yeah, it it, it catches you, you've got right. that natural fucking knack, you just gotta get it to the right people.
1: I get people, I mean, there's a, I'm not gonna name names, because they're nice people, but there's a few people that rip off my formula, and I get asked from followers, are you mad that so-and-so took your, no, because it just means I'm doing something really well, I'm doing something so and- well, other people saw that and thought, oh yeah, that.
0: It's catchy because, like, you know, like I'm guilty for it, man. I'll just sit there scrolling, you know what I mean. And it's probably good shit. I don't give it a chance, but yours is like instant. And it's well, the like- other
1: thing is too, because I got on TikTok making comedy videos, so I had a whole tri- a year of trial and error, and like I got big on TikTok quick. Uh, within two months of downloading it, I had a hundred thousand followers, Right. and I'd okay. never had any success on social media before uh, ever. But what I discovered through trial and error was it's all about the first three seconds. Particularly, it's all about the first second. That's why I do all my videos the way that I do. Something happens. I drop something. I slam something. I, I do something. Uh, my yeah. favorite, the best is uh, cocking a gun. But I always, those videos always get taken down. And I don't want to fuck with the money with TikTok. Because, like, I got banned once. Yeah. And that cost me, God, I bet I lost 10 grand in a week not being able to make TikToks or 10 days of her And it's
0: crazy tech. that you can't like there's such a big gunnut community on TikTok but like they're all like pent up with blue balls because they can't share they so content.
1: they're so picky uh and yeah. they, you know they're so biased too some people get away with some stuff other people don't you know ex- perfect case in point uh Melissa Ong Chunky's dead I talked to her like she's a she's a really cool person she gets away with murder on TikTok with her mouth because she's one of the biggest content creators. She has made TikTok so much money, they let her have a clitoris hoodie and all the other fun shit that she does. Yeah. Versus me. They only recently started letting me say cocksucker. They they wouldn't let me. And finally, I made enough videos being like, if anyone has the right to say it, I think it's this <laughs> cocksucker here. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So then they finally were like, oh, okay, let that cocksucker say cocksucker.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so how long, um, like, have you have you been in, into being in front of the camera since you were little, or is it something you just kind of rolled into?
1: Uh, well, actually, I was very afraid of what people might think of me, um, but I, I started making YouTube videos, I think, in 2014 or 15, and my first videos that I was making was about sexuality, and that was then a big deal to me. So I broke down an enormous barrier off the bat, and from there, you know, I... I I stopped caring as much, and then, I don't want to get into politics, but Trump became president, and we had a new norm of what presidential means. And it's like,
0: well, if he could be the
1: leader of the free world and say motherfucker, then who cares if I make a dead baby joke?
0: Yeah, no no kidding. eh? uh,
1: That was the thing that, you know, on TikTok, when I first started making videos, it was like, well, how far do I want to take this? Uh, And what I discovered was the videos that were doing the best— Were the people throwing decency to the dogs and saying the worst possible things? And it's it's like okay, well, I guess I can make I can make six million Holocaust jokes as long as I cook them right.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's great, guys. Evan, get that joke in
1: eight out of eight, folks.
0: Oh fuck, that's my. There's there's so many people that there's so many people that are gonna watch this back and be like, what? Cook. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh that's it's great
1: it 2002 didn't learn a damn thing
0: yeah but and and what what you just said is 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 true because I've made content where I'm like the serious you know and it gets no views and I just lose my shit planning to get banned and it goes to like fucking thirty thousand views and I'm like, what in the fuck man
1: and that's and that's a part of my strategy now with pond man is I am specifically trying to, to Make videos about and traffic in controversial items <clears throat> just to piss people off because that's what makes my following grow. The more I piss people off, oh, yeah. the more they comment, the more they comment, the more views the video gets, the more I make
0: money. Yeah. Provocateur.
1: No, sure. That's what you do on TikTok. It's it's uh not a place of any decency.
0: No, 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 it's not. And I, I remember like you were you were you a Vine guy? Like no. we we're in the same age no. group. You you weren't a Vine guy? Like, do you remember Vine?
1: Uh, I just had I, Vine. I regret not making Vines. I bet I would have killed it. Um, yeah. But no, I never, uh, I never even downloaded it.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, back in the days of Vine, I had the same attitude, and, and Vine ate that shit up. And then, you know, when TikTok came out, it was all little, like, miners dancing around, shaking their shit. And then it yeah, kind of adapted it. into what it is now. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's great where people can express themselves without—I like to say without judgment—but there's so many fucking people on TikTok that are ready to just like. Mm, you well, know like what you I mean?
1: can and you can because, like, um, um, you know, I like, I like, Mickey jokes about files, but those never, I, those always get taken down.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. It's crazy.
1: The, the what's funny is TikTok cites me as harming minors. Like, I just made a joke. I didn't. I didn't stick yeah. a dick in their ears. I just used words. <laughs>
0: Apparently, there's no difference in their eyes. Oh man, you need to go on yuck yucks, like late night yuck yucks. Do you guys have that in the states, or is that like a Canadian? Thing? No, what's that? Yuck yucks is okay, so it's like just for laughs, I guess. I mean, it's like a fucking stand up comedy show, but it's there's no limits, right? And it's that's where Dane Cook started. Oh, yeah, because Dane Cook's I don't a think Canadian. He, I right? do not
1: think he is funny, but that he did have a successful career.
0: You don't think he's funny? He's got that stupid dry humor. Like you could hear his jokes once.
1: Uh, he's got a very punchable face, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, I agree. Well, he's gotta be, like, his whole person, like, when he's telling jokes, it's like, I kind of do my job on stage and fight you. I think
0: that would be more <laughs> funny than your jokes. <laughs> it would be. So, like, you have a funny sense of humor. Like, how come you're not doing stand-up comedy? Uh,
1: well, actually, I have done stand-up comedy, and it has not been well-received. I've done it, uh, two times, three times. I got basically booed out of a club for telling, uh, one of my jokes was, I have some rape jokes, but they have a way of forcing themselves upon their audience. However, they always oh, penetrate their intended demographic. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the, cl- the club is quiet. And one guy or one girl goes, rape isn't funny. I was like,
0: oh, my God.
1: Yeah, I would have just been like, like my yeah, jokes mic are drop.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know what? You know what I say, man? Like, and if you don't offend one person, you're doing it wrong.
1: Exactly, and I mean, you know, so that's the thing with... Uh, so, yeah, maybe I will fuck around with stand-up comedy. The other thing is, I... This is easy. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh. Excuse me. Sorry.
0: No stress, no stress.
1: Um, This is easy for me. I could... Uh, I could talk... You know, I do talk to... I go live. 500 people watch me sometimes. Don't bother me at all. Um, I, I wouldn't care if a million people are watching me on a screen. When a, you're actually in front of people... That's when you psych yourself up because I do kind of not get stage fright, but I just get nervous and like I'd be afraid that I would just like forget what to say. Um, and I don't want to just write my jokes down and read them off paper because that's like right. Yeah, that's I think that's cheating. Um, but I also I'd like I don't know how I would do a whole stand-up set memorized. That just seems like it'd be really hard. So yeah. that's my catch twenty-two is I I just I'm afraid I would get stage fright and just completely drop the ball.
0: Oh, Should I? Eh? I mean, for such a young dude, man, you've had an exciting experience. Like, um, did you want to drive uh, dive into like a bit of your Uber experience? Was there anything like crazy exciting with that? Like,
1: I I would just steer people to read the books. I would talk about it, but I literally just did a two hour interview with a guy
0: the other week. Uh, no stress, no stress. Yeah. So, guys, if you want to know how crazy life of an Uber driver, go uh, Amazon. I'll post the link. I'll
1: tell you this much. I artificially inflated the stories by doing things where I knew I would get a better story because I was writing about it. One thing was if you invited me into your house after the ride, I had to say yes. And I stopped doing that when someone pointed a loaded gun at me.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah, that was interesting.
0: Oh, fuck, eh? Um, you ever been robbed? No.
1: Um, I've been defrauded, but not robbed. Like nobody's Not, ever I mean, run in there. No, I never get nothing that bad ever happened. I threw a couple of people off for being rowdy or drunk or rude, but um, no. Uh, in here, I just got defrauded last week. A, a guy cut me a bad check, and he's been going around cutting bad checks.
0: Is that the one you were on the news for? You were on the no, news. No, that was something.
1: that was Triple B. He's sw- uh, a fat fuck. He swiped a gold coin from me, but uh, he got arrested. He's uh, oh, they he's, did catch him. Oh, he's facing time with a capital T. He oh, okay. apparently had a 50, he's already been convicted of felony robbery and aggravated all this. He's got a rap sheet four pages long. I'm not even kidding. Uh, he had $58,000 in restitution that he was paying back, which I think is why he was on this robbery spree. Uh, but no, they, they did arrest him. He crossed state lines, which I called the FBI and I warned them that he would. And sure enough, he did. Crossed over into Wisconsin and attempted to grab a tube of gold coins that was worth like 43 grand out of a shop, and the shop had a guard with a gun, and so he ran out, and this guard ran after him, and he jumps in his car, and he tried to run the guard over, and the guard drew his gun and shot three times and uh, blew a tire, and in the next town over, he got arrested, and so Mm -hmm. I heard uh, they're prosecuting him there, they're prosecuting him here in Minnesota— uh, they just served a search warrant to his, ho- his house, like, two weeks ago. Uh, I guess they found guns. He's been defacing coins. So, like, the gold coin he took for me, it's got George Bush and Tony Blair on it. I, you know, I have no way of identifying it. I guess he was melting them down. But, like, he might get the Treasury Department after him, on top of all of his charges. So, he's, yeah, he's way fucked. fucked. Yeah. Ritz too. What a piece of shit.
0: Um, so, like, I, I, I'm from Canada. So, what we think about, like how the u.s is is I'm trying to put this without offending 10 million people backwards <laughs> yeah so it's okay
1: yeah, it's fine like, i love this country but uh, uh I, I was like running for office for like legitimate reasons in my head but besti- despite being convinced by a scam artist like i really care about this country and i really value it and and what it stands for and yet my God, we do a lot of shit wrong. We are. There's so much fucking stupidity here. It drives me crazy. I was in line at the bank today. This I watched a Karen public freakout and it's just like... Oh, my God. And, you know, of course, she has the America, you know, the flag <laughs> hat on. It's like, yeah, you. Of course, you. <laughs> I see, you know, people come, come rolling up into my store, and they got, like, American flags on their cars. That means they believe crazy shit. That's what that means now, and that's too goddamn bad. My grandpa fucking... His life got ruined fighting a World War II defending this country and its freedom. He'd turn yeah. in his grave if he saw what the average American stood for. Oh, it's crazy. It's gotten it's crazy. terrible, just terrible. And so that
0: I, that brings me to my next question here. We're rolling up to forty five minutes. So I don't want to keep too too long, but um, in your line of work, you have to stereotype. So, yeah. like, oh yeah, what group do you say, oh fuck, when they walk through your door?
1: Uh, what I have come to find is, if you are purchasing gold or silver, and you are wearing a face mask, you do not give a fuck about the virus. You probably don't even believe in it. You are up to no good. I have had so many shady, so many shady shit happen because of people wearing face masks taking advantage of this pandemic. Yeah. Um, I've, I I almost want to instigate a no mask policy in here. I. Cause I do believe in science and I don't like the, I don't want to get in the mass debate, but like, it's also, I get fucked every time somebody in here comes or somebody tries to fuck me when they're wearing, excuse me, wearing a mask. So I now look at a mask and I sweat. Cause I think my first thought is you're up to something.
0: Right. But I mean, like, that piece on your hip has to be some sort of a fucking deterrent, no?
1: Yeah, well, that's why I wear it, and that's why I wear it. You know, people are making fun of me because I have a Sherpa holster with a 1911, and it's like, no, I wear that because it's very prominent. I could give a shit how shitty you think yeah. it is about going big dick, not about blowing someone away.
0: Well, that and that's it, right? Nine times out of ten, if if, if I'm coming in to rob you, and I see I, that. I prefer I'm, nine t- times out of eleven. Yeah, I'm going to turn around because it's like, hmm, you know, Nine times out of 11 is a bit more explosive. It is. Oh, my Jesus. Thank
1: you. (laughs) Take off, but don't land.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, So, closing, uh, in closing here, let's... uh, Is there anything you want to add that I haven't asked? Like...
1: Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, if you guys have not, anyone watching, listening, has not checked out the show, uh, please go check it out. I've got now 44 episodes of Pawn Man. It's produced like a real TV show. I have a professional editor, I have Patreons that pay for it. It's a tremendous product. If you like Pawn Stars, you will love this because that shit ain't, my shit ain't fake. It's all real. Uh, every episode I cover something new. So it's me doing live deals. I showcase what I'm selling, what's in front of me. I give historical information. And then I do a monologue about whatever subjects. The most most recent episode was the North Korean regime and their (laughs) coin system and how their government makes money. Right. Yeah. So also follow me on uh, TikTok. Check out my books on Amazon. I'm a four-time author. I got two books about being an Uber driver and then uh, a novel series about Nazi hunters.
0: And all all of your your socials are in your link tree, right?
1: Yeah, I also I'm i going to put
0: your link, link tree in the uh, yeah. in the description. Yeah.
1: And it blows me away the amount of people that are like, "Where do I find
0: your eBay? Where do I find your merch? Do you click on the link in the bio? It's right nobody, there." Nobody clicks the links, and it god drives damn. me fucking mental. Oh like, my god, it, it's, it's yeah. It's, 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 it's yeah, no, it's brutal. Like, I get it on the daily. Like, oh, I want to subscribe to your shit. Where do I find it? Well, every fucking social media has the same link. Click it. Like, <laughs> they, they, they shouldn't have removed the
1: bullet. They should have just let you die so you don't reproduce.
0: Fuck, man. Oh, did I say crazy. that?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, everybody. That's Evan Kale. Make sure you go follow him on all of his stuff. Buy a t-shirt. And uh, if you're ever in Minnesota, swing by and check out Pond Man. Take a picture. And uh, if you are ever come to Canada... Wear your fucking, you know, your snow pants and come say hi. Are you in Vancouver? Fuck no. I'm in Ontario, man. Toronto.
1: Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I'm not familiar with the skyline behind you.
0: <laughs> that's green screen, but Canada. still.
1: Like <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: No problem, man. I appreciate you coming. And uh, hopefully you get some rest at some point in your 30s. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what my 50s will be for. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, buddy. You take care. You too. Thank you.